Yibbity yibbity yee, it's episode 43. On today's episode, we talk about why the Into the Wild bus is on the move and real life treasure hunts gone wrong. Grab your maps and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Good day! Hello, voyagers. Welcome back to Not So Bon Voyage, the podcast where shit goes wrong on the road. We are your hosts. I'm Jules. I'm Christine. And this is episode 43. Wow, we're so close to 50. I, I know, love it. I know, we are very close to 50. I'm, I'm feeling the energy. I'm feeling the energy. We should definitely celebrate at our 50th episode. Yes. Maybe is- pop a bubbly. Oh, we do have one in the fridge waiting for some kind of celebration. There's not much to celebrate at the moment when it comes to travel, but the podcast has been great and you as our voyagers have been fantastic in making it such a great journey. Yeah, thanks guys. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. So 50 will not be our year anniversary though. No, it will not. Because now we're doing our voyager chat. So sometimes you're getting two episodes a week, which is just, I, I just think that's just Ace. Also, there's 52 weeks in a year. I yes. don't know if you heard about that. I have. They heard added about that. two more weeks. They were like, "Let's get crazy. Let's, let's add it. Let's throw add them in it. there. Chuck them in." Yeah. So, but when we do get to a year, no matter what episode we're at, we will celebrate in style. Oh, you best believe that. You best believe it. Okay, jumping into episode 43. Only two small updates. Uh, obviously, for everybody who's hanging by the seat, hanging by the seat of the pants. No. Whoa, that would be a weird, uh, like imagery. Hanging by the seat of your pants. What is it? Uh, they're on the edge of their seat. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody who's yeah, on the edge not, of yeah. their seat. Hashtag where's Helen? It look, guys. I'm just. I hate to start off on negative, but I'm pretty disappointed that you guys haven't got this trending yet. Mum <laughs> has still not reached out to me, and so this is it. This is officially the last call. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay, so she has one more week. So she has the week. That's it. She has like, the week. Okay. There's no more. Where's Helen? It can trend. It cannot trend. But basically, this is the last call. Uh, to find out if she's been listening to the podcast. Next week, we will call her live and demand an answer. This is Jules's mother, if you this haven't my been mother. paying attention. Yes, and if you have a question for my mum as to why she isn't listening to the podcast, obviously send it through to at NotSoBonVoyage on Twitter or Instagram, and I will pass on your deep concern. We're going to put her on the spot. We're going to play her live on air, and she's going to have to answer for the fact that she hasn't been listening. Yeah, to her oldest son. Yes. And her only sister, uh, only daughter in law. Only sister. <laughs> only daughter in law. That's right, at the moment. <laughs> at the moment. Okay, for now. The, the other update is what, what's our other update? Our other update is that we are moving. We're moving Woo! out of here. We're moving on up. Well, we're not moving too far. We're just moving up into the official city. So we are going to be moving at the start of July to San Francisco. So, all you San Franciscans out there, hit us up. Hit us up. I mean, we go to the city a lot now, but. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah. We're traveling. Not very far, but... Yes, we are traveling. We're moving in the middle of a pandemic. Woo! Woo! Okay. Uh, guess what? What? I have some in the news. <gasps> no. Yes, I have some very big in the news, and it's very recent because it only happened it. a couple of days ago. Well, that is in the news. It's, it's new news. <laughs> so It's if, our favorite type of it's news. It's our favorite type of news. <laughs> Old news is like, eh, but new news... Oh, I have some news. I made Jules watch the movie Newsies, and it was amazing. It was better than I thought. I'm still not a big musical person, though. It's really good. Okay. So for all our voyagers out there who listen every week, first of all, thank you very much. You will remember that in episode 40, Christine told the very famous story of Into the Wild, which is the story about Chris McCandless, also known as Alexander Supertramp, who left North Dakota somewhere? South Dakota? I think it was North Dakota. Okay. 
irregardless. He left in the middle of nowhere, hitchhiked like 3,000 miles to the middle of nowhere in Alaska and uh, met his untimely demise. Demise or death? I feel like demise is a little bit harsh. Both. Both. Well, death is also harsh. Yes, death is harsh. <laughs> uh, and it is. it was made famous by a book by John Krakauer and also by the movie. And it's probably one of the most well-known and sort of respected and idolized, romanticized travel movies of history. Yeah, definitely something that travelers look to to kind of emulate and get off the grid. They want to do the Into the Wild story. Well... They do want to do that, and we actually have talked about this multiple times in the podcast because people try to go out and go to the bus, and I have some very, very sad news for you guys. The bus has officially been moved. No way. The bus has been moved as of Thursday, June 18th. So this is hot off the press. Whoa. Uh, it's happened. So after years of debate around whether the bus should be moved or whether it should stay, the and I'm going to read this off because I don't want to get this wrong. So it has been airlifted off the Stampede Trail by the Alaska Department of Natural Resources with help from the Alaska Army National Guard. Wow, that's crazy that we just covered that story. And in the story, I talked about whether that locals wanted the bus to be removed because people were visiting it and getting injured and some in some cases dying and they needed rescuing and all that. So it's crazy that we just crazy talked about timing. this and now it's happening. Yes, and if you remember from that, we talked about it in episode 40 and we also talked about it all the way back in episode one and we talked about the same exact debate that Alaska government was having, should we move the bus or not? Because people are going out there and they're getting lost and they're getting needed to be rescued. And sometimes, unfortunately, they're dying. So they've, they've pulled the pin. Wow. They've I officially think good, pulled the pin. I think that's good. You know, if, if people were really getting injured, then maybe it was time to move that bus. I think it just, at the end of the day, just too many people were risking their lives to get out there. And some of them were inexperienced and they just... You know, so just this year alone, there was in February, there were five Italian hikers who had to be rescued. Mm. And in April, there was a Brazilian hiker who, oh, actually, one of the Italians also got bad frostbite. Frostbite? Oh, frostbite. Frostbite. <laughs> extra, extra. And there was also a Brazilian guy who was hiking out there in April this year who also had to be rescued. Yeah, a lot of people go out there and the river is, has a really strong current that they have to pass and there's no bridge. So, yeah, it can be uh, very dangerous for people trying to get to that bus. Yeah, and especially if you're going out there in the middle of winter and it's snowy and you're not mm. an experienced hiker. And so, yeah, so I guess that probably those, even though there are lots of instances, I guess those two in particular this year just really accelerated that decision making and just made them think, you know, it's it's time to go. It's, it's time. got to go. So with the this actually really amazing video, and we will post a link to it. Uh, I don't know if you have you seen the video. Um, uh, no. Oh, okay. So I've not with, seen the video. So How did they remove the bus? They used. Did they use a bigger bus and take the bus out? <laughs> no, they used a Chinook. Uh, U.S. military transport helicopter Whoa. to remove it. I'll show you the video now, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it was insane. They actually uh, so the Alaska oh, subscribe man, Washington Post. Come on, guys. Using I'm gonna have to go to TMZ. Oh, the most trusted news source. The most trusted news source. Uh, so there's a picture oh, of it. Oh wow! And so they actually use like so the U.S. National Guard. So they used a U.S. military Chinook. It's one of those huge. Transport helicopters like, and they went and attached it to the bus and actually picked it up 
and flew it out of there. That was Isn't a good that, sound effects. That was not too bad, wasn't yeah. it? Isn't that insane? Like, yes. It's a crazy, crazy okay, visual. Okay, but where are they going to put it? Well, that is has been undecided. Here we go. Are they just flying around with it? Look at this. For now? They're just, no, they're, <laughs> they're, still, just, do, yeah. they're just doing a tour. So there you go. The Alaska National wow. Guard. So this video that we're watching right now, they are picking it up on these two suspension cables and they are literally just lifting it and flying it out of the area. That is crazy. And it's a pretty crazy visual to see because that bus is super iconic. Yes, it is very iconic. There's going to be a lot of really sad travelers who wanted to make that pilgrimage. Yes. So this is actually a statement that was made by uh, someone from the resources department. They said, we encourage people to enjoy Alaska's wild areas safely, and we understand the hold this bus has had on popular imagination. However, this is an abandoned and deteriorating vehicle that was requiring dangerous and costly rescue efforts. Mm. More importantly, it was costing some visitors their lives. Mm. So... I just think that at the end of the day, they had to make the call. And so my question was to you, do you think they made the right call? I think they made the right call unless, I mean, I'm all for like personal responsibility and adventuring and, you know, go at your own risk. But if it was costing them so much money and the locals were having to deal with this all the time of people getting stuck out there and even they would come and help out and help rescue people. So I feel like if it's just a huge pain in the ass, then, you know, we can't have nice things if we're not going to treat them nicely. That's exactly right. And so they have yet to make a decision as to what to do with the bus, but it will be incorporated into some kind of historic, whether it goes into a museum or whether it goes into um, – I don't know. I don't know where it would go, but they're definitely not going to throw it away. I hope not. It's way too iconic. So I think that they'll probably do some kind of, I mean, it's kind of weird to think that they would do a memorial, um, mm. but I imagine they'll do something. So They should have a traveler's museum where they have all these like iconic things from travels, famous. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> that sentence was just a bunch of words put together. Travels no particular famous. order. Travels famous. But you got us. it. And Why say many words when few words do trick? I mean, they do. <laughs> many, many words save time. Yeah. I uh, can just imagine this bus being flown around for It's the like, bus tour. It's the final for, tour. For weeks. <laughs> just, and it's like, oh, when, tell us when it's going to be flying overhead. You already go out of their house and look it's up like the bus. It's like a solar eclipse. It's like you look <laughs> yeah. up when, when is the best time to see it and you go outside and you see, whoa. Yeah, it's that would just, be awesome. It's doing a slow tour of the nation. Yeah. You know just what? going up and down every street. <laughs> You know, it was weird when I was reading this article. I know this sounds really stupid, but um, I was reading about how they were removing the bus and it said the U.S. Uh, military. And I was like, oh, the U.S. are helping. And I was like, oh, yeah, Alaska is not Canada. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it basically is Canada, but you just kind of forget about that. it up there. Yeah, you forget about it. It's up yeah, there. It's up there. <laughs> So, wow, yeah, that's so, that's so in interesting. Yeah. Thank you for updating. Now, yes. no, there will be no more not-so-bon voyages to the Chris McCandless bus. Nope, that's it. And case closed. Case closed. That case <laughs> Jury is uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you may remember from last episode that I kind of teased that we I would be telling you a tale of intrigue and treasure maps and buried treasure 
buried treasure. Buried treasure. Buried treasure. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, I do. Because last week we talked about Yoshi Ginsburg and there was a little bit of elements of treasure and whatnot. Exploration of Exploration. the Amazon jungle. He wanted to find the ancient tribes and they didn't find it. Uh, they did find a quite the adventure though, if you haven't heard the episode. But and that one guy wanted to find gold. He did want to find gold. He wanted to try and go to the ancient um, quarry something or something ancient. Like something ancient. With some gold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know how that is. So I am going to be telling you the story of Forrest Fenn's hidden treasure chest, which sounds like a children's book, I'm just realizing. <laughs> but it's Magical a magical treasure. It's a real life story. Okay, so Forrest Fenn And is, it's a travel story. It's a travel story. So Forrest Fenn, I'll give you a really brief background. He is from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and he's an art and artifacts dealer. So he's like big time. Like he's sold to like Jackie O, Robert Redford, Cher. All the big names in art, the art world. You big know, Cher baby. loves her art. Cher. I mean, she's kind of artistic. Yeah. So he's been known as like the real life Indiana Jones. So in the 50s, he was in the Air Force. He went to places like Libya, the, the Sahara, and he was allegedly looking for treasures and artifacts. Okay. Yeah. So he obviously did pretty well for himself because he made this gallery in Santa Fe and like filled it with like legit artifacts, really old school Did he shit. get a mummy? He had a mummified oh, he did. Okay. crow or raven, uh, a mummified no. bird. So then in 1988, he was diagnosed with kidney cancer and he was giving a terminal prognosis. So he was there. He like figured out he's on his way out. He's on his way out. So when that happens, you think about your legacy. Like, what are you going to leave behind? And he wanted to leave a legacy of adventure and intrigue. So he decided he was going to hide a treasure chest in an outdoor location with the hopes of getting people to get off their couches and travel and find this treasure. Oh, okay. So he was setting up kind of like a national treasure type thing? Yes, that's exactly okay, right. so people were going to... All right, awesome. And he actually planned to have his remains buried with the treasure. Oh, just... just I don't as, know if it was going to be like he was like a, in a coffin with it or like... Surprise, mummified. the treasure is me. Yeah, I am the treasure. I am the greatest treasure. I am the greatest treasure. <laughs> Wait, where is he, he from? German. No, uh, he's German. No, he's American. Oh, Megan, I'm the greatest treasurer. So he actually ended up recovering from the cancer, miraculously. Oh, okay. It's like, fuck, how do I get out of this tomb now? <laughs> so he ended up just creating the treasure hunt with the treasure chest instead of actually burying himself with it. Okay. It's the next best thing. Yeah, it's the next best thing. Okay. I mean, so I, some would say it's the best thing because you don't have to find like some skeletal remains of a man. But Yeah, I guess. It, I don't know if he was going to do like ashes or like a full body or what, but... You okay. can only imagine. You can only imagine. Okay, so cut to 2010. He's he's lived way past his shelf yeah, he's life. He's way past the expiry date. Yeah, exactly. So good for him. You know, I don't know what his secret is. Maybe he does like turmeric or whatever. So he self-publishes a book called The Thrill of the Chase, and it's basically a collection of short stories about his life that includes a poem with hidden clues about the location of the chest. Okay. So he's sending people on this treasure hunt. If you will, from so, all over the world, or from well, I mean, for anyone can take part in it. Okay. So let me tell you what's in the chest first. Allegedly, this allegedly. is what he says is in the chest. I'm going to ask you like what you think of it, but I'm going to give you the facts first. Basically, okay. are there diamonds and rubies? Yes. Oh, yes. Every good uh, hidden treasure hunt needs diamonds, like old school stones. We just pick up these big stones. Yeah, he said there are many diamonds, which okay. I don't know many. I feel like many is over five. You know, yeah, so yeah. maybe there's six diamonds. I don't know. But he says there's hundreds of rubies. 
Wow. 25 gold coins, hundreds of gold nuggets. So it's like pretty much like the Goonies, you know? Like what you would imagine, like you're just like... Hey, you guys. Yeah, pretty much. Sapphires, there's like gold bracelets, a lot of artifacts and stuff like that. There's also his autobiography is in there. That's that's a little narcissistic. Very narcissistic, and I think it's hilarious. Is it signed? It probably. It's signed. To Treasure Finder. Congratulations. Love, Forrest. It also has his favorite turquoise bracelet that he's asked to get returned to him when somebody finds a chest. Okay. So that's kind of like, I guess the thing is like, I got your bracelet or whatever. Okay. Return to sender. Yeah. So uh, the treasure is said to be worth up to $2 million. That doesn't seem that much considering how many jewels and diamonds yeah. and gold and stuff like that he says is in there. Well, they said nowadays it could be worth up to $5 million. Okay. But it's very like, who knows? And that's not even counting the signed autobiography. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, that's worth $2 million alone. Who knows what the resale value on that is these days? I mean, maybe when he was estimating it, he was like, the rubies are worth like $500,000 and my signed autobiography is worth $1.5 million. Especially by the time they find it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, I mean, that's a good old treasure though. It's a good treasure find. That is a good old treasure, I think. So he gave some clues. So the first clue that I was thinking is that he was 80 years old when he hid this treasure chest. So he wasn't no spring chicken. Okay, yeah. So it obviously has to be somewhere that an 80-year-old can get to. Yeah, somewhere with like an escalator or somewhere where there is like an olive tree. No, olive branch. What is it? An olive branch? What's that? Olive olive garden. garden. Olive garden. (laughs) Olive garden. I know. Old people do love olive garden. Yeah. Maybe Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it has to be somewhere that's not like super out of the way. So obviously there was a lot of controversy about whether this thing even existed, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, he was the only one who knew where it was and the only one who could claim that it was real. So, a lot of people were like, Good hype for him if it wasn't. Very I mean, good or hype. just like good marketing. Whoever's doing his PR uh, needs to jump on board the buses in Timor. Well, also, <laughs> yes. Old school reference. Old school reference. So, also, you basically had to buy his book to get the poem oh, that had the okay. nine clues. Well, now I see what's going on. This is a setup. Okay, well, but eventually, respect, respect the respect the game. Yeah, gotta respect the game. But eventually, he did publish the poem on his site, so you could read it for free. And you just had oh, to sign up, uh, you know, to remove the ad blocker. You had to give him your phone number so he could text you uh, affiliate. Things. Yeah, serious. Yeah. So yeah. So he sold this book. I mean, he says that he didn't actually make any money off the book. Apparently, it was just uh, from this bookstore that profited it. Okay. So, I mean, it sounds like he probably made a fair bit of money anyway. Well, also, he had some sketchy dealings with the FBI about possible artifact looting. Mm, so, that was big back in the day. Yeah, that was really big. So what is your gut telling you? Do you think it's real or do you think it's not real? Uh, I think uh, I think that it's probably real. I mean, I was going to say it might be exaggerated, but if somebody does find it and he, it's not what he put there, then it's going to seem sketchy. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be real. But also it could just not be real and people could just look for it forever. Yeah. I'd like, uh, the explorer in me would like to believe it's real. Okay. I'm not going to tell you yet. Okay. Maybe on a cliffhanger. Okay. So it is estimated that over 250,000 people have started, have looked for this treasure in some capacity. Wow. He gets over 100 emails a day asking questions about clues for finding the treasure. So before I... I mean, it's like over $2 million. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, so, especially these days. Yes. 40 million it, people unemployed in America. If I was 
If I was, I'd be on the treasure hunt now. I'd be traveling to wherever this was. Where is it? Uh, so it's in the, people have narrowed it down to the Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. which also the Rocky Mountains, I was thinking about that today, is the most hilarious name for a mountain range. Literally Rocky, Rocky? This yeah. is rock, it's, so, it's like call, calling a mountain range Stony. Stony. Stony Range. Stony Range. Isn't that funny? Stony Mountain Range. I thought that was really funny. It's like Water Lake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so before I confirm or deny its existence, I'm going to tell you about some not-so-bon voyages of travelers that have looked for this treasure. Oh, okay. Because like 250,000 people, they think, have started looking for this treasure. Holy moly. Wow. So in March of 2013, a woman named Shannon Thompson drove 10 hours from Dallas to Bandelier National Monument in New Mexico okay. to look for the treasure. I mean, 10 hours. It's not that bad. A, I think that was a long time to uh, drive. Yeah, uh, well, not if you have uh, $2 million on the table, but yeah. That's true. How far would you drive for potentially $2 million across the country? Yeah, of course. But it's potential. You might not even find it. It's all potential. Mm. So she brought with her a backpack filled with warm clothes, maps, water, and a flashlight. But she was worried that the heavy pack would slow her down, so she left most of her equipment in the car. I mean, that sounds like the best way to go. Like if I'm oh gonna go God. if I'm gonna go exploring a mountain range, I just feel like I just don't wanna be tied down by ten pounds of water know, em- em- water, emergency equipment. So yeah, just go light. Yeah, just go light. Leave We're, everything you could just, possibly need in the car. Just duck in, grab the treasure, duck out. Happy days. I guess that's what she was thinking because she didn't bring like any sort of sleepover gear. So she was pretty convinced she knew where this was. Yeah. A lot of people were convinced they knew where it was. So she hiked all day, but as it got dark, the weather turned really bad. Like it started to sleet. So she was like, I got to get the hell back to my car. And Mm -hmm. she was by herself. So luckily when she hadn't checked in with her boyfriend, he was like, but this is bad. Like something bad is happening. Yeah. Like I'm really worried about her. She found the treasure and she left me. Yeah. I mean, that, that could have happened, I guess. So he contacted authorities and he sent a rescue team out to look for her. And th- I thought this is really cool. They found her car, forced it open and found a piece of clothing so that a rescue dog could pick up her scent. Oh, that's smart. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I mean, it makes it's actually really obvious. Something yeah. To do, but well, when you read it, it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, oh, that's cool. I never would have thought about that. Hmm. So poor Shannon is stuck in the wilderness. She can't she's get lost. She can't get back to her car. She has to spend the night between two boulders trying to stay warm in freezing temperatures. I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but I know if we've learned anything from this podcast, the travel takeaway is if you're going out hiking, just take your equipment with you. You need to be prepared. I don't understand how there's so many stories. I mean, I do because people are inherently stupid. Uh, ourself included, but <laughs> I don't understand how people can think that they're going to go out and go hiking and just not do any research about the climate or the conditions or mm-hmm. and the things they need. Even if you're going out just for like a one day hike and it's not that far, like definitely bring water. Make sure you have warm clothing. Always tell somebody where you're going. That's yeah. like the biggest thing that we come across in these stories. Is people who get lost are usually the ones who go out by themselves. And then don't tell anybody what they're doing. And then you never know, like that one guy, has he slipped and he had an accident, he broke his leg, and he had to crawl back for three days. Well, 127 hours. I mean, that yeah. guy, nobody knew where he was, and he had to cut his arm off. Arrogance. 
Yeah, arrogance. Luckily, Channon did not have that arrogance because she had told her boyfriend where she was. Okay, well, and that's good probably on you. the only reason she got rescued because he was like, "Okay, I, I, I'm worried about her." I think I know where she's going as well. Yeah, I think he knew like the general area. So luckily, at dawn, the rescue dog spotted her and greeted her with slobbery kisses and a wagging tail. Oh, little puppy! Isn't that the best way to be rescued? That is a great way to be rescued. That's how I'd want to be rescued. If I'm ever in a situation in which I need to be rescued, can you please make sure there is an adorable dog coming to me? Yes. Otherwise, I'm staying put. Okay. I will not. We'll do. Yeah. Don't send any other animals. Must be a dog, and I need the kisses. I need the slobbery kisses. Okay, so she didn't find the treasure. She I did assume. not find the treasure, but she was rescued. So okay. she's okay. I mean, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, I would say medium ending. Medium like, ending. Like not happy, not bad, just medium. So other Anyone treasure. Ever say that. Like medium. you know, happy ending, sad ending, just medium. Medium ending. What's a medium? That was a ending? real medium ending. It's just a real medium ending to that story. I feel like that's not. I don't, well, I'm going to make it a thing now. I don't. I, I don't think it's going to catch on. Guys, what do you think? Yep. If you're pro medium ending, you can do hashtag medium ending or just not do it. Or if just you're on not. my team. Yeah. If you think it sucks, just don't do anything. Okay. So that was one example of a treasure hunter who had not so good luck, but others have found a worse fate. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there have been deaths associated with the, with the treasure. I mean, people die doing everything. That's true. I mean, it is. Yeah, the people die, die going life, down the street. Baby. That is life. So I will tell you about one of those unfortunate incidences. Okay. So in July of 2017, a 31-year-old named Eric Ashby was found dead in the Arkansas River in Colorado. Okay, so every so people do think it's around Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, okay. so there was some clues about like where it was like near this town of Brown or something like that, and like people were really close to where they think it was. Okay, I mean, some people were looking in allegedly. Idaho, allegedly, allegedly Utah. Th- that you know, the Midwestern. Where does this guy live? Uh, so this guy, I think, is from Florida, but I'm pretty sure he moved to Colorado to look for the treasure. Oh, no, no. I mean, where's the oh, author? Oh, where's he's Forrest from Santa from? Fe. Oh, sorry, sorry. From Santa Fe. Yeah, okay. he's from Santa Fe. So it's not that far from Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. But some people, like, got obsessed with this. Like, someone's uh, ex-husband died doing it, and she was like, he just, like, went a little nuts. And people get obsessed with this treasure, and they, like, kind of lose it. I can definitely see that. Yeah, especially so much money. You're like, oh, I need, don't need to work anymore. I'm just going to like, this will be my full-time job. It's and, like gambling. Yeah, and they go crazy. And they like, can you imagine like looking at this poem over and over? I could see how people would become obsessive. Yeah. I, I feel like I could like fall into that category a bit. Yeah, I could see you getting obsessed with okay. this. Oh, I'm not going to show you that poem. All right, this is the end of the story, guys. <laughs> Jill's out looking for the treasure. All right, guys, i got to go. Uh, Christine, I've got to go early today. I need to uh, be, a treasure hunter. be a treasure hunter. So he apparently flew four friends from Florida, which is a very tongue twister thing to he say. He flew four. Four friends from for, for, oh my god, that That's is a really, really hard, right? hard one. Flew four friends from Florida. Flew four friends from for for. Ah, uh, you're you need to start with red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah. He flew four friends from Florida. That That's is a right. very tough one. That is tough. So, but he actually did that. Okay. So apparently, he was planning to split the treasure with them. Oh yeah, sure. And then he goes pop pop. Okay, puts so, one in the back of their heads and he takes it all to himself. Well, 
who ended up dying? He did. Oh, yeah, true. So apparently his sister or somebody in his family found contracts in his car that said that he would keep 51% of the treasure and then the re- the re- other four would get 49%. Because okay. I guess he like figured out where it was. Yeah. He just like needed became, backup. Yeah, if he did all the groundwork. Yeah, I think 51% for one person is a good split. I like that he was like, I'm the majority shareholder. Yeah. Like that was smart. That seems like a stockbroker. Maybe it was yes. a stockbroker. He's like thinking ahead, businessman, financier. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. So apparently the group bought a inflatable raft from Walmart and went down the Arkansas River, which yep. is in Colorado, not They're Arkansas. known for their raft making. Yeah, they're great rafts. I mean, you can return them if they pop, so I mm. guess that's good. But they were going down class five rapids. Yep, okay. I'm not sure how many classes there are. I feel like there's only five. I feel like five is the top. I think five is the top. So you really don't want to go to Walmart for that. You want to go no. to like an REI or like a Bass Pro Shops. You would definitely need that like a professional grade and you would probably need to be like a professional rafter. Right. Like an instructor to go down fives. Yeah. These people are from Florida. I don't know if they do a lot of rafting over there. Mm, pretty flat over there. I think they're more like beach people. Yeah. They're like Caribbean waters. Anyway, whatever, they went, and apparently later that day, a hiker called in uh, and said that he'd seen a raft flip in the distance, and multiple people go in the water, but one of them did never made it back to shore. He did never do it. He did never do it. (laughs) But then when the deputies got there, they didn't find anything. So So they never found him. So... Well, so the people on the raft, his four friends never called to report the accident. Huh. Which is like really sketchy, right? Yeah, that is sketchy. Yeah, it's so weird. But like his family knew he was going out on this trip, so they reported him missing. So they kind of put two and two together. Well, even this... though he went missing, like after the raft capsized. Yeah, the p- other people on the boat never called to report the accident. Wow. So some people, mostly Redditors, we love Reddit. We love you a know, good Reddit for Reddit love the conspiracy theory. They were speculating that the group had found the treasure and then they got rid of Eric, Pop Pop, to share his side of the bargain. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So basically they like pushed him out of the raft or he fell out and they didn't do anything or something. That that is a a conspiracy. Did they ever find the body? They did eventually find the body. And I'm assuming it was drowned. It was unrecognizable. Oh. But it did match dental records that it was Eric Ashby. So little true crime coming in there too. But I loves a good true crime story. Yeah. And now the family's like um, trying to get this bill passed that basically says if you see somebody who is in a life threatening, you know, situation, you have to uh, try to do something about it. Like mandatory reporting. See something, say something. Or not even like you have to try to help them, basically. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. I feel like that's, I mean, I personally would be for it, but I feel like it's kind of a. Or maybe you don't have to help them, but you have to at least try to go get help or something. You have to okay. do something. There, I guess there was an incident of some guy who was like falling off a cliff or in a water situation and like people were filming it and like laughing at him and he passed away. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. So I, they're trying to, yeah, trying to get that yep. law passed. Okay. Okay. So four other people have died looking for the treasure besides Eric. Damn, so this is like a treacherous died. profession to have. It's very treacherous. To be, to be a, a traveling treasure hunter. Considering like an 80-year-old got... I mean, some 80-year-olds are very talented and very adventurous and can go in different places. But come on, like 
this guy had to carry this really heavy treasure. He was 80 years old. He probably didn't end up somewhere that you're going to die. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's that's assuming that they all are going to the right spot. Yeah, I know. But they should have thought about that. Mm. I feel like that's a clue. Yeah, okay. So some uh, an Illinois man was found dead in Yellowstone. He fell down a 500-foot slope looking for the treasure. There's been all this sketchy situation. That's a long way from Colorado. Well, not a long way from Colorado, but it's a long way from the Rockies. Yes, that's true. I mean, people probably came from other countries looking for this. I mean, it's not only the money, it's like the adventure. Oh, of course. Uh, that's like how almost half cool. of it. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so a lot of like authorities and families of the people who have been injured or killed have basically asked Fenn to be like, can you shut this down? Because people are dying. So, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he should have called it off? Um, I mean, it's kind of like the Chris McCandless. If bus. it's real, if it's real, I mean, people would venture into these things at their own risk. So, not really. I feel like it's a fair play. Like, if he wants to put it out there and give people the opportunity to find it, I don't know. What's the? I just feel like without it, like, what's the world if we can't have a little bit of adventure and totally a little bit of that? And if people want to risk it, knowing the risk, or you know. I mean, people do what way stupider things and die trying to achieve way stupider things, like taking freaking selfies. For so, sure. Like, That's true. If this is the way you go out, it's the way you go out. That's true. So basically his response to that was, if someone drowns in the swimming pool, we shouldn't drain the pool. We should teach people how to swim. Yeah. And th- this is a dude who not only beat terminal cancer, but he was also shot down twice in Vietnam where he was flying combat missions. Yeah, so this guy's so got this the guy's cred. Like, He's got the are cred. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, you can climb this rock. I, like, went to war, you know, like, relax. Okay, so now I'm going to reveal if it was real or not. Do oh, you ca- are you going to change your guess or do you still think that it's real? I would have to say that uh, I think it's going to be real because if it's not real and he has just willingly sat, is he got is the guy still alive? Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I've got to say, it's real. I don't even know if he really had cancer because he's really lived a long time. He's like yeah. eighty-eight or something now. Okay. I'm or no, I guess s- he would be ninety. I'm going to say it's real because if it was not real and you let people go out and search for it and die, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. So I'm going to have to say it's real. Okay. Can I get a drum roll? It is real. It is real. Not only is it real, but it has been found earlier this month. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so 10 years after he buried his treasure, a man who was choosing to remain anonymous for probably obvious reasons yes, uh, found the chest in early June of this month, 2020. The year of 2020. So like in the last two weeks? Yes. Oh, wow. This is, this is in the news. On June 6th. This is in the news. This is very in the news. This is two weeks ago. Okay, so basically Fenn confirmed that a man sent him a photograph of the chest, and he was like, that's it. He's like, I know that chest. That's it. Wow. But the guy is choosing to remain anonymous, so Fenn is respecting that. Okay, is there any proof that's come out? Like, is there is that photo being shared to prove okay, it? Okay, so. Because otherwise it could just be, you know. Right, okay. So first, there's a little bit of controversy I'll go through really quickly. So there's a father and son team that claim that they were figuring out exactly where it was and knew the place, but didn't, there was no chest. So on June 6th, they presented all their information evidence to Fenn, 
And then later that day, Fenn said that someone else had found it. So it was a very suspicious timing. Oh, okay. So they were like, we've cracked this. Yeah, they were and like. And this is the exact location it should be. And we went there and it's not there. And he's like, oh, you'll never believe it. Somebody just found it. Exactly. Basically. Did he Did he ever release more clues? Um, he, so every Friday while this was happening, so people asked him like all these questions and emails and every Friday he would choose one question to answer. But some of his answers were like riddles. It was like, is somebody would ask like, is it close to this? And it would be like, what is close? What is near? And Anne's puddle is the sea to another or something like that. Okay. So it is, (laughs) it is possible that they, he said the one thing on that Friday that unlocked it. For, for like multiple people. It is very possible. But or, it does look sketchy. Or that guy had like found the chest or I don't know, like the guy found the chest but didn't contact Fen for some reason or whatever. Okay. But it does look sketchy. It does look sketchy. And the father and son team are pissed because they've spent tens of thousand dollars looking for this. They moved their house. Ouch. They sold their house. They moved their assets. And they hired cartographers, rented equipment. They even had like a benefactor who spent like $15,000 helping them look for the treasure. They were like, they're pissed. They want their money. So I think they're suing him. Or uh, they, other it, people have no sued grounds. Him. They got no grounds. He's had quite a few lawsuits related eh, to this. Whatever. <laughs> but strangely, just yesterday, Ben actually released photos of the discovered treasure. So he actually met up with the guy who found it. I mean, you would definitely want to do that. That'd definitely. be very cool. And he got his turquoise bracelet back. Oh, very, okay. So he said the treasure is a lot darker than when he buried it. But yeah, he, he what says What do you mean it's darker? There. I guess it's like uh, like rusted or I don't know. Okay. Just, yeah, yeah. Does that happen with gold? I don't know. That's just what he said. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, just yesterday he released pictures of it. Well, we'll put them up in the show notes. I can't wait to see him. I actually can't wait to investigate this story a bit more because this sounds like a story that's right up my alley. It's so interesting. There's a lot I didn't have time to put in, but I it was there's way more uh, examples of people who've tried to find it. Some lady found like a shrine, like a Christian shrine, and was like, "Oh, this is the treasure. This is the true treasure. It's spiritual." And the treasure is the eternal love of Christ. And he was like, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. I told you, there's diamonds, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, But most people basically said that it was just the, the true treasure was the journey of looking for this and getting out into the wilderness Absolutely. and the adventure. As long as you don't die. Um, yeah. And you don't put your whole life on hold and go into debt. Exactly. So, wow, that's a great story. Yeah, thank you. Mm, different and i like it it was like a old school kind of treasure hunter traveler mm-hmm. sort of the sort of stuff that you don't unfortunately get these days because everything's been discovered but and it there's was, no mystery and intrigue so it was really nice to have some difference and like a modern version of that like this guy just decided like i'm gonna do this why not it doesn't have to be like an old school thing like i can just put all my shit in a box and put it somewhere it's like geocaching yeah, what I think is probably but you get most diamonds. <laughs> what I think is probably most frustrating for people is that he didn't ever announce where it was and where it was found. He just uh, said it was under a canopy of stars in the lush forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains. Okay, so they wanted like an actual X marks the spot. Yeah. That maybe he will well, I mean it was only found recently, so maybe he will eventually because I feel like you would want to know was I close? Yeah. Although, would you want to know if you were close? Because 
what if you are somebody who had gone, oh, fuck, this is, you know what this is like? This is like if you won a lottery ticket and you lost the ticket. Yes. What if you had searched for it years beforehand and you realized that you were in the area and you just didn't find it? That would be heartbreaking. That would be heartbreaking. I feel like you would. Well, there's actually a woman who was saying that she actually had all the clues and somebody like hacked into her phone and was like basically stalking her. And it, the guy who found it is like this stalker who like stole her clues, stole her answers. And she was like, I was going to go get it. And this other guy like took my answer basically. And the guy is the guy who found it. Yeah, is the guy who found it. Uh, sure. And apparently, he's like a stalker who was sending her like inappropriate messages. So allegedly, a, allegedly, there is a, these stories are so wild. If you're interested, the New York Times did like a whole series of it. You can also go to Forest Fen's website, and then there's another journalist who did a bunch of interviews who has a really good website. We'll put that in the show notes. So there is so much more to learn about this. It is such an interesting story, and you can check out photos of Fen and you know what kind of crazy guy he seems like wow awesome I, I can't wait to check it out yeah yeah check out the show notes not so we pull them up every week after the episode goes live yes we do yes we do that's right okay voyagers we want to thank you for coming along on this journey with us uh we hope that you found a little bit of hidden treasure in this episode uh <laughs> which would be our storytelling and our humor and our companionship because Aww. we think of you guys as friends that's not true. just listeners and we thank you for coming along yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, and if you want to be a part of the the journey, if you want to get even more involved, then you can come and follow us on social media where we regularly contact our fans and we talk to them and we're like, hey, what's up? What's going on? And that's at Not So Bon Voyage on Instagram and Twitter. Come and say hello. We'd love to talk to you and hear about who you are. Yep, and we will see you next week. Yes, remember guys, stay safe on the road if you're starting to travel again. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. And tell us if you find the treasure. (laughs) Bye. Bye.